Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights. I am Sean Pang, Investment Strategist at Standard Chartered. On this episode of the podcast, we will discuss more about the key takeaways from the Q1 US earnings season this year and also dive deeper into our outlook on US Treasury use and also Indian assets. Joining me today for this conversation, I'm glad to welcome Steve Bryce, Chief Investment Officer, and Marco Iacchini, Cross Asset Strategist. Without further ado, let's kick off today's podcast. So interestingly, one of the big debates for markets right now is the tug of war between you know, relatively strong economic data and corporate earnings on one hand, versus concerns around rising inflation on the other. And to start off, I would like to turn to you first, Steve. Could you share more about the team's view on this? Yeah, so obviously we've seen very strong growth coming out of the US economy um, so far this year. So um, that, that's that's likely to continue going forward. Uh, the rest of the developed world is, is, is lagging behind that um, somewhat because of the, the case spike we've seen and the lockdowns. Um, but looking forward through Q2 and into Q3, uh, we're also likely to see that pick up uh, there as well. That's feeding into U.S. earnings. So U.S. earnings season, season has been uh, extraordinarily good. Um, so you know, expectations have actually doubled uh, when it comes to earnings growth for the Q1 since the beginning of the earnings season. So that's pretty impressive. Europe's still very early, but uh, seeing positive signs coming out from there. The fly in the ointment is obviously this expectation that we'll see um, inflation pick up, uh, and that could lead to some volatility at some point if it leads to concerns about uh, monetary policy tightening. But I think the way we look at this is that uh, any spike in inflation, although it might be sharper than many people expect, is likely to also be short-lived because wages are unlikely to surge dramatically um, because we still have very high unemployment rates around the world. So monetary policy is still likely to be loose. Growth environment still to be uh, to be very positive. Uh, against that backdrop, we see any um, dips in um, uh, equity markets as a buying opportunity. Yes, indeed. And certainly, in addition to the positive points which you mentioned earlier, a rising pace of vaccinations globally is something that investors can take comfort in as well. But to that point, another key risk that markets are closely paying attention to is the trajectory of COVID-19 cases, where we are actually witnessing a sharp rise in certain emerging markets, India being a premier example. So amidst this second wave that we are witnessing in India, what is the outlook for Indian assets? Well, I think even at the global level, this is a potential game changer. So it is something that we need to keep watching. Our 2021 theme um, that we released at the end of last year was vaccinating against valuations. And we were highlighting there's two things that really matter here. One is the distribution of vaccines and the second is their efficacy. Um, so distribution, we all know where we are. The US, UK is doing really, really well. Europe's playing catch up and uh, emerging markets are some way, uh, well, a long way behind. Um, from an efficacy perspective, actually, uh, the news is pretty good. Um, so the, 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 the risk, of course, is that there's a new variant out there that becomes resistant um, to, to, to the vaccines. But there's actually limited uh, signs of this at this stage, and the producers are aware of this risk and also looking at producing booster shots in the event that, that, that they become necessary. Um, so, you know, if we look at the, the big picture around the world, um, we are seeing cases peak in most countries, including in emerging markets. But obviously, India India is the, is the challenge and it's tragic what's going on there. 
hopefully the measures that have been taken will be uh, will lead to a, uh, a capping or, or a peaking of cases in the very uh, near future, uh, and then we can sort of focus on, on, on improving things from there. Uh, but it's obviously something that we need to watch. I think from an Indian asset perspective, uh, most of the economic impact is expected to be in this quarter. So still, you know, while economic growth forecasts have been revised lower, they're still expected to be um, double digit for the current fiscal year. So obviously, you know, as we see reopening coming up, um, that should support the economic activity. This is obviously helped by policy support, both fiscal and monetary support. Um, and if you see that, what's happening in terms of uh, corporate earnings expectations, so you know, still looking for a robust first quarter of the, the year. So expecting uh, actually uh, uh, earnings to uh, double uh, from the same period last year and, and earnings over the next 12 months are expected to grow 30% in total. So our, our sense actually is pretty similar to the global environment. You know, obviously there's likely to be some sort of short-term volatility coming through, but on a six to 12 month basis, we're still bullish. And therefore uh, we believe buy on dips is the appropriate uh, way to approach this. Thank you, Steve. So just bring it back to the US markets. This next question is for Marco. We have seen you know, a stabilization in US 10-year Treasury yields since sometime early April. So can US Treasury yields continue to decline further? Hi, Sean. So yes, um, so we saw 10-year US Treasury yields move below their 50-day moving average, actually. Uh, we're recording this Friday morning in Singapore and yields are at about one57 uh, versus the March high of 1.7778. Um, so the we obviously are, have seen the pullback, but we do think our team thinks that this is temporary. And But there were some major factors behind why it happened in the first place. And one um, was, in our view, was the significant uh, buying from institutional investors in Japan, uh, which contributed to this, uh, this this retracement, as well as obviously concerns around the uh, COVID-19 cases accelerating around the world, as that might have pushed investors towards uh, safe haven bonds. However, um, overall, we do think that the upward pressure on Treasury yields remains in place. For once, the U.S. economic data continues to come in strong um, and robust, so that's definitely one factor there. Uh, but at the same time, we saw in recent days Policymakers um, making comments surround uh, or about the uh, rate hike coming in potentially earlier than projections, and that might have spooked some uh, some bond investors uh, as well. And last but not least, obviously, five-year and ten-year inflation expectations are moving higher. They are they are higher than historical trends, but we do think that the current economic momentum could push them higher even uh, in the short term. So that's a possibility. And that's why we think upward pressure remains on US Treasury yields in the in the in the short term. From a technical point of view, also we should mention a few key levels that we are monitoring. On the downside, 1.53 is a the April low that we think that if we were to be crossed uh, below, it could open the door to the 100-day moving average at 1.35. Uh, we think this is less likely given the the pressures that I mentioned just now, but it's nonetheless a level to keep in mind. On the upside, 1.77, 1.78, which is the March high, uh, will be a tough nut to crack in our view. Um, so in the in the meantime, we do think that Treasury yields overall could be stuck in this range between 1.5 and 1.75, but the pressure is definitely on the on the upside for us. 
That's great. Thanks, Marco. Lastly, just moving over to equities um, and building on Steve's point earlier on the strong positive surprises in US earnings. What are the other key takeaways from the Q1 earnings season and the implications on our call for value to outperform? Yes. So as of this morning, we've seen about 75% of US firms reporting earnings for the uh, Q1 uh, season. And it lo- it's looking like another blockbuster season. As Steve mentioned, uh, earnings expectations have or growth expectations have doubled since the beginning of, of April. We're looking at about 49% earnings growth versus 24% at, be- at the beginning of the season. So that's a significant jump higher. And, um, and obviously, strong earnings uh, are a key catalyst that um, give us confidence in our view for uh, the U.S. market to be a preferred region for us, as well as obviously the strong fiscal push and the easy monetary policy stance. Um, but when we look at sectors specifically, uh, consumer discretionary, energy and financials deliver the biggest earnings uh, surprises. And, and energy and financials specifically are two of the key sectors that make up the value style uh, of, of, of equities in our view. Uh, these have continued to do well, and they've seen revisions, earnings revisions move higher, as well as uh, for sectors like materials and industrials. So all in all, this gives us confidence in our view for the value rotation to remain in place. Short term, however, uh, we would uh, we want to mention that we are seeing some signs of, of, uh, of these sectors being overbought and overstretched, and they are approaching some key resistance levels. So if we were to see some softness in the short term, we would be buyers on the dip in these sectors because we do think that the medium and long term momentum is still in place. And the uh, therefore, yes, the value rotation in our view is still in place. Thanks again, Steve and Marco, for joining our conversation today. That's all for this episode of Standard Chartered Money Insights. If you would like to learn more or read our publications, please visit our website at sc.com under Market Insights. As a reminder, if you had enjoyed our discussion, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us and goodbye. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.